This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach. I'm here with Laura. I got to tell you, um, we are all over the place today. Um, we start out planning to answer a very specific listener question, but then we hijack our own podcast and we're sort of uh, bouncing around. I'm uh, talking about different ideas and thoughts that come from several of my clients in the last week or so. Uh, but we also talk about a play and a movie and a television show, all of which I think can give us some insights into um, how to continue to advance and mature our relationship. The name of the play, by the way, is Noises Off, which will make sense later in this very cool conversation. Stick around. I think I was just telling you, I so I'm getting ready. Let's see here. So this podcast comes out on Tuesday, which means it's after Mother's Day. We're yeah. recording this on a Thursday, but I'm getting ready. I'm doing something that I, I never do for myself. And to be honest, the only thing the only reason I'm doing it is because Ryan left for a trip and was gone for like a week and he golfed and he saw his friends and he ate out at restaurants and he just had a, a really, really good time. And my response to that was to feel resentful. Like, mm. how come how come I, you know, am not how come I don't get to do this? Yeah. But ra- rather than make the plans for myself and be like, oh, well, Ryan completely because he says I support you do whatever you want to do. Do you want to go for like a week somewhere? Do you want to go on a vacation with your girlfriends? He's 100% supportive, but it's like, for some reason, I have this block in my head where it's not okay for me to go, Mm. especially after he spent all that time and money. But I got over myself and I said, fine, I'm going to just book myself a plane ticket and I'm going to go to Park City, Utah, and I'm going to go to the spa and I'm going to hang out with my girlfriends. So I'm getting ready to do that. But (laughs) It's interesting because as I was, as I'm telling you this story of feeling kind of like resentful of my husband and his, um, I would say like, I'm going to use a word and it's a little harsh, but his entitlement to, to go and to do these activities and feel like it's okay for him to take that time. I just kind of had to get over myself, but I've noticed that this is a trend. I'm not the only one, which is why I'm talking about this right now. Okay. I've had clients that have said that they feel like their partners are entitled and it's really tough for them to experience their partners leaving and taking time for themselves yeah. to be social, to spend money, all of that. Yeah. I actually, I had uh, clients this week and he was expressing to her that he felt similarly. And in fact, he felt a little bit like her self-care, her priority for self-care had become disruptive to the relationship. Oh, And there was a little bit of irony. Well, I don't know if irony is the right word, but she's sitting there on the couch with a sweatshirt on and the sweatshirt uh-huh. says self-care. <laughs> across the <front. laughs> And I was like, 
do you wish she had a sweatshirt with your name on it? And they didn't even uh-huh. realize that she was wearing it, but it was pretty funny. We, we yeah. all enjoyed that moment. But yeah, I mean, self-care is important. And just like anything else, it can't, you know, all things are good in moderation, right? So, yeah. Which also means to, to your point, like uh, depriving yourself of self-care is right. problematic as much as like overindulging, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess this isn't, this is just sort of naturally coming out of this conversation. And we have listeners, in case you're wondering where we're going today, we have some questions that listeners have written in and we're going to, we're, we will cover those. But at the moment, this does feel important to me to talk about the feeling of like resentment for your partner when your partner takes time for self-care and what the balance is. And because it's something that I'm struggling with, because for me, self-care is like going for a run for an hour. Mm. For my husband, it's golfing for five hours mm. and maybe maybe doing that twice a week. Or, you know, like, how can I put this? Back in the day, I used to be pretty resentful because I didn't get together with my friends all that much. But my husband had a lot of friends and they were constantly, you know, inviting him to go out and to do things. And I would become resentful of him going out and spending time with his friends And as an outsider, it's like, that's great. Go spend time with your friends, have a healthy balance of spending time, you know, with your buddies. But it was just this weird, almost like jealousy or um, uh, feeling of I have a certain tolerance in my head of what is acceptable for spending time as a couple, Mm -hmm. spending time in the, uh, you know, as a family, spending time for alone time. And that's just different from my husband's point of view of what's okay. Yeah. And I don't know. It's really, I mean, I don't know. We, maybe we, maybe we hijack our own podcast with stuff that we're discovering in real time. Cause as you're talking about (laughs) it right now, I'm thinking about a couple again that I just talked to last week. And her solution for her husband's, call it problem, is he needs to have more friends. You need to go okay. have more friends. Like she kind of knows. She must know what his, his, the cure for his self-care because, problem is, you know? So why is she saying that he needs to have more friends? Because he needs to do better self-care and she has self-care by having friends. And he's uh-huh. like, no, all I want to do is play piano. Like, just give me time to sit here and play the piano. And that mm-hmm. will be the way that I, and it's it, it, it kind of to what we're talking about. It's, a, it's really a process of discovery. Like the two of you have to discern, like, what is it that works for you that you need? Mm-hmm. Because the idea of me having more friends, it's terrifying. I don't want any more friends. I've got, <laughs> I've got two friends and that's enough, <laughs> you know? Which in case you're wondering, <laughs> I'm not on that list. <laughs> I spent time with one of them last night and it was like 90 minutes. And I was like, I'm good. I'm ready. Um, I got to go. Tapped out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting though, because it's like almost as if we, we prescribe what we think our partner should do for themselves um, or what's acceptable. Well, and so, you, you, you just said the word that I think uh, is problematic, which is should, right? I have mm-hmm. an allergy to should. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You should have an allergy to should. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't on yourself. <laughs> Um, but this is kind of an interesting segue because the question uh, that one listener sent in is how do we how do we find balance with our work life, with our relationship life, with ourself? Because there's really, you know, a lot of competing interests going on right now. And I, I think this is a very generic question that a lot of people have weighed in on, not just relationship experts, but just, you know, sort of like the ask, ask Anne column or whatever. What is it? What's the mm, column? Dear- Dear Abby, Dear Abby, 
Yeah, the Dear Abby, like just about everybody weighs in on how to create balance. And I've heard two, you know, two things where one person says, you know, fuck the balance. There's no way of creating balance. But I do think it's just a matter of shifting priorities or being intentional when you're trying to look at how do I do work? How do I do relationship? How do I do me? How do I do kids? How do I do family? And make sure that I think the question is making sure that none of them get neglected in the process, mm. which is which is important. I've had this conversation with several couples lately where we have been kind of evaluating. And I did a, a podcast early on where it was just me. And I was explaining this exercise. <laughs> Why are you smiling? You're just so excited. It was just me. <laughs> it was just me. I've only done a couple of them and they are Fabulous. I get rave reviews when it's just me. You read just reviews. Joking. I don't read reviews. Don't I haven't read our reviews for <laughs> years, years. They all say the same thing. More Laura, less Zach. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just messing with you. That's but I did the podcast. That's not what both of my friends say. <laughs> with the sample size of two, they want it more from me. Uh, but the podcast episode that I did, it looks at the 10... 10 life domains and there's, you know, 10 facets of your life. And if you think about it, how are you doing in each of these domains? And the big conversation is some of these things you can put on autopilot. Some of them, you know, you've, you've sort of like drilled in and you've gotten it to it's, it's well working. It's good enough. It's running at 50%. So you put that on autopilot and as your life changes, sometimes you turn your focus to certain things. And for many of you listening to this podcast, my guess is that you've noticed that your relationship is probably one of those domains that needs a little more time, attention and focus. Mm. And for me, identifying how do I create balance? It's more about how do I create understanding of what can go on autopilot and what needs my intention right now Mm. and that focus. And that to me is pretty important to recognize that it it needs the constant reevaluation as time goes on. You can't just set something on autopilot and not come back to it. You have to reevaluate. How's this doing? Do I need to, you know, tune this up a little bit and then I can put it back on autopilot? Yeah. I think some of that too comes from, and I'm, I'm only just now kind of getting better at this, but it's like listening to your body. I didn't sleep very well last night. It's part because my body was just reminding me of all the things that were bothering me. Mm. And it made hmm. me, and that's, that's kind of a new experience in the last several months. Um, so I had to kind of wake up today and go, what is going on? Like, what is happening? And I realized I needed to kind of, a, a, a reset in a few like pretty, I don't want to call them significant, but I needed a reset and some pretty standard issues. And we're coming up on kind of a stressful time. You're about to go have this spa weekend with your girlfriends. Yeah. Um, we're headed into Rebecca's having uh, a surgery next week, hip surgery. So we're heading wow. into oh my like gosh. a, kind of a everybody's on deck kind of time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. gosh, I cannot go into that time not ready, you know, right. or bothered yeah. by these things that are kind of on my mind. So I have a, I have the next couple of days to knock that stuff down, but, mm. but yeah, I think it is interesting. The, the other thing it makes me think is I was talking, <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to out all my clients from last week. Right. Um, <laughs> I was talking to I, by the way, I have to remind uh, my clients when I work with them, um, I tell them I have a podcast and I just wanted to let you know that I never talk about my clients, but Zach, on the other hand, will out every single one yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
in a very confidential way. Of course. Well, I mean, uh, in this case, they were talking sort of about the same thing. And I think the theory that I fell down, fell back on was the idea that Shirley Glass proposes, which is that mm. healthy relationships have walls and windows and the wall mm-hmm. is around the relationship. And then you have clear windows into one another's lives. And sometimes her book in particular is about protecting the relationship from other people, but it mm-hmm. can be from fatigue. It can be from your children. It can be from anxiety and stress. Mm-hmm. It can mm-hmm. be from, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, upcoming surgery. It can become, it can be from w- weather patterns that, you know, are about to become problematic, whether it's lots of rain or in lots of sun, whatever. Uh, so I think that there's something to be said for if this listener is asking a question about how do you manage the things, you know, the kind of the, the idea of work-life balance, it really is to mm-hmm. check the status of the wall around the relationship, frankly. Um, yeah. Is it secure? Are there holes in it? There are in mine right now because of some anxiety that I, my body was telling me about last night, right? Mm-hmm. Or some resentment that your body was telling you about after Ryan's golf trip, you know, like. Right, um, right. And it's worth taking in information from your body and then responding to it. And we could respond to it with, you know, rage or depression or criticism, but, but maybe yeah. we just need to get on a plane, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's what we need to do. Yeah. As you're talking about this, I'm thinking about, okay. So it, the listener's question was, how do I, how do I create balance? And so I'm imagining you know, you have this facet of your life, which is work, and you have a clear boundary around your work life with windows, you know, out to your relationship. This is the the Shirley Glass metaphor, right? Yep. And clear boundaries around your work would mean these are the hours that I start working. This is when I start thinking about work. This is the time when I stop working. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the people that I interact with in a professional setting and in a professional way. So mm-hmm. there's clear boundaries around that. Why are you out. laughing? I'm because I'm about to out another client because of exactly this, oh, right? Like, a this is all a lot harder when we're all working from home. Absolutely. Um, B, um, we know we have this skill because this client was talking to me. These clients were talking to me about how he, in particular, went like kind of on this little rage spree, and then was like fired up, all stamp stomping all around the house, and then he had to jump on a Zoom call with his boss, and he immediately went calm, kind, present, (laughs) thoughtful. And I'm like, why do you, why can you do that? Why can you do what, what do you, what do you, what permission structures in place that allows you to do that? Uh So again, always fascinating just to think about, we can do the things that we think we can't do. Mm -hmm. It just means we have to pay attention. And again, I invited him to pay attention, listen to his body. Like what is your body telling you when your boss is there, but is not telling you when your wife is there? Uh-huh. You know? Um Yeah. Yeah. I think in that case I, it was kind of around <laughs> consequences, right? Like the consequences for screaming or stomping and acting like a seven year old boy are mm-hmm. higher with his boss and in that moment than they are with his wife in that moment. But yeah. That's our too. I will out a client, but we call that pterodactyl um, with a client that I'm working on that when he goes full, full pterodactyl (laughs) uh, and it could be with his boss, it could be with his wife, but it just, it cracks me up. I actually lost my train of thought. Do you know why you can't hear a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? Why? Because the P is silent. Oh my gosh. Okay. I actually wanted to tell you this. I think it's um, a pure mom 
winning moment, but I started, you know, when I was a little girl, my mom used to write on the napkins in my lunchbox and she would write, you know, I love you. Have a great day, mom. And so I started writing jokes for my son. And my favorite part is that he gets in the car at the end of the school day and he's like, hey, mom. And he tells me the joke that I wrote on the napkin for him. And I'm like, wow, buddy, that was hilarious. Is that the sharpest tool in the in the in the box? No, in the shed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to just do one more thing real quick because we want to pick up on the end of this guy's question and then answer another one. But I heard from yeah. my buddy in Australia again. Oh, yeah. Oh, with the joke. Yeah. He sent me some more jokes. So I'll, I'll make sure to drop a couple before we before we get off the uh, okay. podcast. But he's like he's like excited about hearing about himself. And um, so okay, hearing you his jokes you go, on Chan. the podcast. Mate. I, no, he yeah. calls me mate. I'm like, here you go, mate. I'm, here's another shout out for you. Um, <laughs> Oh, man. I'm trying to think about uh, other ideas of like creating balance, but I guess it would just be trying to figure out and you can go back and listen to it. But I think, you know, maybe just a mini. Let me do that. Let me grab my my book really fast and I'll just give you like a little mini lesson in case you missed the last podcast of just a way of maybe taking a little personal inventory of where are you in each domain of your life and what needs the most focus and attention? Because you might notice that balance for you means that you are giving 70% to each of your life domains Mm -hmm. or balance for you might mean that you're saying, this is not important to me right now. And I'm not going to turn my attention to it because I know that there are some people out there that try and go hundred percent in all aspects of their life and they hit burnout. And, Mm -hmm. um, And sometimes it's just that personal recognition that I am choosing. This is a choice. I'm choosing to put this on autopilot. I'm choosing to give this 70% of my attention. I know that I'm, you know, I'm phoning it in for a while. Um, I'm going to grab my book really fast so that I can give you the life domains as a listener. And you can do your own little personal assessment. You know, Zach and I are huge fans of getting support, especially during abnormally stressful times like these. This is why we have partnered with BetterHelp to put you in contact with licensed professional counselors in your area. Tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced counselors who can help you with a range of issues, including depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, grief, and more. With BetterHelp's counselors, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office counselor counselor, but with the ability to communicate when and how you want. The matching process is quick but thorough, and you have the ability to communicate with your therapist how you like it, whether it be messaging, over the phone, or video conferencing. I know that in-person therapy sessions aren't feasible right now, and a lot of therapists are booked out, but don't let that stop you from getting the support that you need. The cost is less than half of what Zach and I charge, which is kind of unheard of. And when you register with BetterHelp, you're supporting marriage therapy radio. Go to trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR to register. Try T-R-Y better B-E-T-T-E-R help. H-E-L-P.com forward slash MTR to register with better help. All right. Okay. 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 I'm back. That was good. Appreciate it. Appreciate Do you watch Jeopardy? Do you have opinions about the new guest hosts on Jeopardy? No, so who uh, did they decide on the new long-term host? Because no, I know there was no, some controversy around that. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't actually watch cable. Um, 
I don't think <laughs> I it's on cable, very, but that's that's okay too. Very out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I did start though. Have you heard of the the show The Affair? I love The Affair. And and if you tell yeah. me how much you love this show, I'm going to get angry because I've been teaching you this show. Like I gave up talking to you about how you should watch this show because you told me that you would never watch this show. This was like Why? four years ago. Oh, well, I'm definitely watching it now. I appreciate it too. That makes but it had mad. nothing to do with it has nothing to do with your influence. Okay. So here's well, can here's we talk some a little life bit about why this show is brilliant because I think uh, because I'm only like four episodes in. Okay, which but, took but me a let's day circle back I'm a on binge it, watcher. because I think it's really important and I think it's a it's a worthy recommendation. But go ahead and let's do your ten things. My ten life domains. Okay, so um, actually, Zach, I, I'm kind of interested. I want for you to do this right now. I want you to just do a rating. Oh, so gosh, um, on yeah, so just on a piece of paper, I want you just one through ten. Label one through ten on the left hand side. Um, and you're going to give yourself a rating on a scale of one to 10 in each of these life domains. One would be, this is totally off my radar. I don't want to um, do this. Yes. I would love for you to do it. <laughs> okay. Physical health scale of one to 10, 10 is crushing it. One is not at all. Number two is mental well-being. So how are you doing with your mental well-being? Number three is environment or surrounding. So where you're spending the majority of your time. So it could be your home. It could be the birdcage. Okay, All right, whatever. Uh, number four is hobbies, joy, or restoration. What are you okay. doing for yourself? Number five, romance. Romance. Okay. You don't have to tell the answers. I just want you to do this oh, with okay, me. Friend. All right. Number six, friends or fam friends and family. For me, it's like all the same. Okay. Uh, number seven is finances. Okay. Finances. Number seven is purpose or work. Well, you just said number seven was finances. All right. Number eight. Number purpose eight. Purpose or work? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number nine, spirituality. And okay. number 10 is personal growth. So the whole idea with this is just give yourself a scale, compare it. If you do this as an exercise with your partner, compare lists, look at, you know, maybe one of you is crushing it in physical health while the other person is really, really not doing well at all. Um, and I would just say like, hey, for some of these where you're a seven or higher, you could probably put that on autopilot. You probably have pretty established some pretty decent habits that you are able to kind of disengage from being super intentional in those areas. Um, but the areas that you're falling down in that are like a two, a three, a four, is that something that you do want to turn your attention to? Yeah, and I can like, I like it. I'm by the way, yeah. I'm averaging a 6.5. Are you, you added those all together and divided by 10. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like it. So you seem like you're like doing pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. I have a, pretty there... low, I have one pretty low score. So it drags yeah. my whole average down. I might just change it so that I get back up to a seven. And then I don't, that does then sound I can just like a exactly. life on autopilot. Yeah. But here's the question that I have for you. The one that's really low and you don't have to share which one it is. Is it something that you actually want to put time and attention toward? I think so. Or yeah. Is, yeah. I mean, who doesn't okay. want to have to uh, be thriving and all of, all of those areas are good areas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, for some people, it's intentional <laughs> that the score is low. This has been right. Are you going to bill me later? I don't know. You're welcome. So uh, that's that's my long answer to the idea of creating balance is just becoming aware, becoming intentional and having a plan. Okay. What am I doing? Let's talk Why about the affair this? and then uh, we'll tackle this other person's question another time. OK, let's talk about the affair. OK, I've been trying to get people to watch this show forever. People do not watch this show because they hate the title. 
because they don't want to watch a show it's that triggering. glorifies infidelity. Right. And I, but okay. I think it's, it doesn't glorify infidelity. What it glorifies is it's really complicated. And yeah. the brilliance of this show, if you, if you haven't watched it, is that it tells the story of an infidelity and, and many other things, but about half of each episode is told through the lens of one protagonist who yep. is involved in an affair. And then the other half of the same episode tells the exact same story through the lens of another protagonist who is also mm -hmm. involved in the affair. Yeah. And it's fascinating. From his perspective, from her perspective. It's absolutely fascinating to see mm -hmm. how the director or the storyteller, or the screenwriters, whatever it is, have crafted multiple versions of the exact same interaction. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they're not that far off, but they're far enough off that you have to appreciate that there's nuance. Um, so for those of us who are wired to look and see the world in black and white, it's an exercise in trying to pay attention to the things that maybe are there that you, that you don't see. I think that's the, the mark of a good therapist period, but I think it's also mm. the mark of a good spouse and partner. Forget the subject matter, but appreciate that, that when we recall how something went down, it's quite possible that it went down a completely different way. That is also true for mm -hmm. someone else. And that, that it's, it's the work of reconciling those sort of coexisting truths. That is, I think the work of staying in, in a long-term relationship. Incidentally, there's also a movie or it's actually a series of movies. It's called, um, I'll come up with the title here in a second, but it's actually three movies and it tells the, it's the exact same th story three times. Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. first time is completely through the lens of the husband. The second time mm. is completely through the lens of the spouse. And the third time is, uh, a, an edited version of those two movies spliced together in a way that connects the two stories for the viewer mm -hmm. that of course neither protagonist had access to on their own either way this but again, reminds me fascinating of fascinating thought experiment to let your brain conceive that there's more to see than what you're two seeing. truths yeah yeah uh this reminds me of a play so you and i it's interesting both have hit like the love of theater and I never got to perform. I'm almost certain that my son is going to be like on Broadway, just saying that that's, that is like his future. But um, when I was in high school and college, I used to volunteer so that I would have access to theater for free. It was very cheap. So I would be an usher. And one of the productions that came in, um, the entire stage was mobile and would twist like 90 degrees. And the, um, the play itself was in three acts. And the first act was the, what was happening on the stage, what you yourself could see happening in front of you. So you're watching the play and then they would turn the stage like 90 degrees. And then all of a sudden you get to see the interactions happening back behind mm -hmm. the stage. I know what this play is And you're, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm forgetting what it's called. The play goes on or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and so you're watching the actors sort of like scramble, change clothes, the interactions, the dynamics that are happening back behind the stage. Meanwhile, the characters are still playing out mm -hmm. the, you know, what's happening and what we're supposed to see as the audience members. And I forget what the third part was. Maybe it was more of like the personal dynamic or yeah. interactions that are happening. Yeah. Uh, the play must go on. I'll I'm going to Google it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The movie that I'm talking about is called the disappearance of Eleanor Rigby. Hmm. And it's got uh, James McAvoy and uh, Jessica Chastain. And it. it's really, it's really fantastic, particularly as a thought experiment. And if we are going to tie this thing up in a bow, mm -hmm. 
this person who asked the question about how to do work-life balance or how to appreciate that there's competing priorities. I think the work of the individual is to be uh, like intentionally curious about what am I missing here? What am I missing here? And I, you know, I'll preach this till the end of, uh, end of days, but when we get certain, then we get resentful. When we get certain, then we get anxious. When we can get curious, we can go, Oh, maybe I need to adapt here. Maybe, maybe I'm the one who needs to adapt and appreciate that there's more going on here than I understand. Or maybe mm. we need to adapt because the rules that worked for us in the past, they don't work for us in the present. But just right. because I have an opinion or just because I have a point of view doesn't mean it's actually gospel. Yeah. Pretty little bow. I remembered what I wanted to talk about and maybe we'll save this for another podcast. But when we were talking about uh, boundaries and thinking about putting walls up around your relationship, but then having windows between the two of you, one of the things that I was thinking about is what's okay to have a wall of like kind of separating or creating a safe space that doesn't permeate the relationship. And one of the things I was thinking about would be really interesting to talk about is the role of um, you know, sort of like external influences. And it, it could be things like anxiety. What's okay for anxiety to play a part in the relationship and, and what's not okay? Where does that, where does there need to be a healthy boundary? What's okay for, um, like, when do you lock arms as a partnership and say your anxiety is a part of this relationship and we're going to allow it to sort of come within the walls of the relationship? Or what is something that we need to put a boundary up and say, this this needs to be contained outside of the relationship. It's not okay for certain aspects of, let's say, you know, like maybe trauma, anxiety, relationship dynamics with your mother, those things to come into the relationship. So I just think it'd be a fascinating conversation to carry into maybe an, a next episode. Okay, that, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. We do have a very exciting interview for a lady that I have a strong girl crush on right. yeah. uh, coming up. And I'm super excited. We're going to be interviewing Logan Yuri. Um, she's an author and just kind of an all around badass and really excited to speak with her. So that's yeah. coming she's up a, in the near future. A, she's a dating specialist. So she's uh, she's spent her career researching and uh, helping uh, people in the modern sort of dating era. Uh, mm -hmm. make, which is make so different now with COVID too. Well, I can't wait to talk to her because I was married at 24 and I never dated anybody. So, um, ditto, ditto. I, I don't even know what I would do. Uh, and I have friends that are listening to the book is, well, I don't want to get into it right now, but, um, it's, <laughs> it's fascinating to go, wait, what, huh? Hold on. That, does she, does she read her yeah, own book? She has a great cool. voice. Yeah. It's pretty okay, cool. cool. All right. Okay. Um, we'll go okay, get on a plane. Let's land this plane. Yeah. <laughs> let's land this plane. And now I'm going to go hop on a plane. Adios. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. In case you are wanting to read up, read the book uh, by Logan Yuri, How to Not Die Alone, prior to having her on uh, the podcast. I think you'll really enjoy it. We're always trying to give you new resources. Um, in case you're wondering, one of the resources that I really enjoy and a podcast episode I had done probably a couple of years ago um, that really takes a look at how to prioritize the things in your life when you have competing interests. I like to use what's called the Smart Life Push Journal. And it's just a way to really pick out three life domains that really need your time and attention, recognizing what you can put on autopilot for a while um, and then moving the needle in each of those areas every single day, trying to obtain 
um, just your better self, your best self in those life domains. Um, So if you're interested in checking that out, just Google the Smart Life Push Journal. Thank you for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.